You're listening to Salon Frequency, a podcast for salon professionals that are revolutionizing the texture of salon culture. First, I want to thank you for making the time today to invest in yourself by listening to another episode. And I also want to send a special shout out to a few of the listeners that have recently posted a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much, Kimmy, Equality Locks, TLW Nurse, and Glorissa. I really appreciate your feedback, and thank you for going beyond just listening and also sharing the podcast. If this is your very first episode of Salon Frequency, welcome! I'm so glad you're here. My name is Jocelyn Renee, and as your host on this journey, my goal is to encourage your growth behind and beyond the chair in this ever-changing beauty industry. If you're listening to this in real time, we're now entering into May of 2020, the start of month two in which the majority of salons across the country have been shut down. And on the flip side, this is also week two of several states opening salons, albeit in a very limited capacity. So in today's episode, I'm providing you with a few things to consider as you're preparing to reopen your salon outside of the details like sanitizing the space and emptying the trash after every client. So the first question I have for you is, how are you going to reintroduce your clients back into the salon? I know for some of us, our clients have only been away for as little as six weeks. And for others like myself, it'll be months since we've seen a large number of our clients. Our clients may have also been trying whatever products they have at home, attempting styles they've seen online, or just completely neglecting their hair altogether. With that being said, I would imagine that you don't want to go into that post-shutdown appointment blind. So have you considered requiring consultations, maybe on like a separate day, other than when you offer full services? And if you do decide to offer consultations, will those consultations be virtual or in-person? For me personally, I'm debating with this question a lot because while in-person consultations provide the most clarity, they are also very short in the time the client is actually in the space. And still, they require the same level of protective gear full sanitation, and the spacing restrictions as regular appointments. So is the effort of an in-person consultation really worth the insight that it would offer? And so let's say we don't require consultations prior to services. What will be the plan to gather those required health screening questions for each client? I've heard some states are requiring a minimum of four health-related questions to be asked, and the responses be kept on file along with client signatures. And if you haven't heard of these question mandates, they are things like, have you or someone in your immediate family been sick or shown symptoms of illness within the past 14 days? Or have you or anyone you live with tested positive for COVID-19 within the past 14 days? Now, I want to know the answers to these questions before the client even walks through the doors without putting myself at risk if the answers to any of those questions is yes, and they're already there. Because I know you know that there are clients that will knowingly show up sick. Or for the people that are asymptomatic and don't know. So if you're anything like me, I would highly, highly encourage you to start using technology and digitize your client intake process. 
If you need help with that, because I know there's going to be a totally new space, there's a full course available on the Salon Frequency website that walks you through how to do just that, how to digitize everything. And I'll post a link for you in the show notes. Now let's consider all of the new clients that are anticipating you opening your doors. What is your plan for handling that demand? I've seen some salon professionals post that they won't even consider new clients. But if you remember what I shared in episode eight about not closing your books to new clients, I don't think this is an exception to that rule. It just requires a different strategy. Because if you think about all the potential clients that have discovered you on social media or stumbled upon your website while they're home just browsing on the internet, scrolling through their phones. When this stay-at-home order is lifted, it's going to be like Christmas, Easter, back to school, and New Year's Eve all at once. And so if you haven't yet had a chance to wrap your mind around a complete plan of action, one of the most important pieces that I believe you should have in place for those potential clients is a waiting list. A waiting list will allow you to just gain important information about potential clients. It will also give you the chance to update them about your services, products, and opportunities for appointments. And like I've said before, being in high demand is a good problem to have. But where demand is not such a good thing is on salon supplies. You know, those things like towels, capes, gloves, clips, disinfectants, all the things that we're going to need to run our business on an ongoing day-to-day basis. This new normal is, I haven't, I haven't completely adjusted because I'm so used to just walking into the beauty salon store, grabbing what I need, maybe a few things that I don't need just because I want to, you know, check it out. I'm going to have time to play in some hair, but now things are just gone completely off the shelves. There's no timeline of when they're going to be back in stock. Even in my product line, I've been more hands-on in that space as well, retailing products to my clients and the availability of the things I need for bottling and mailing. They're just, those materials are just gone. When I think about this as it relates to our industry, I feel like it's not going to be unrealistic for salon professionals to potentially have to close down shortly after opening while they await supplies to be restocked so that they can meet these new regulations that are required for them to remain open. You know, it's just, just something to think about. And since we're talking about demand and product hoarding, or maybe that's just me, Let's talk a little bit about prices, specifically raising your prices. After a quick message from one of our sponsors. As a salon professional, you know that if you're not behind the chair, you are not making money. Traditionally speaking, of course, but part of revolutionizing salon culture means that in today's industry, you can create multiple streams of income, especially passive streams of income that make you money while you sleep or shop or spend time with your family. And guess what? Podcasting can be one of those streams. With the Anchor app, you can get started creating your very own podcast for free and start making money with your very first episode because there's no minimum audience size required for sponsorship. Anchor also gives you all the tools directly in the app to record edit, and upload your podcast right from your phone or computer. And they'll automatically distribute your podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other platforms. 
So essentially, Anchor has everything you need to create a podcast that can generate money for you while you're behind and beyond the chair. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. You will need to raise your prices, period. I know this can be a difficult topic to talk about, to bring it up. Hell, it could be difficult to do because we empathize. We are here to serve. And this toll, this shutdown, this economic shutdown, is it's no exception. But in the interest of time, because we could spend a lot of time on this topic, I just simply want to remind you of three things. Number one, your worth. Remember, you are trading your time for money and taxing your body for the labor. Number two, your business. That comes with expenses, overhead, and responsibilities. And three, your livelihood. Remember, your take-home pay, not your income, your profit. After those expenses and commissions is what helps you sustain your household. So when you look at reopening and operating under your current prices with all the new regulations on social distancing, limited client volume, and or occupancy restrictions, consider how your business will hold up. And also consider how you will hold up once you shift your gears back to being behind the chair. What boundaries are you going to set to protect your energy, your immune system, and mental health? I know this can look different for each of us, but I encourage you to take the opportunity now before the doors open to put yourself first for once. It's okay to not work seven days a week doing 12-hour shifts to try to get everyone in that's overdue for an appointment. I repeat, it's okay to still have off days. You need the time to recharge. You deserve rest. When I think about reopening, I think back to my first months behind the chair when I really decided to make this a career and have things be ongoing. In that first week that I started doing models on the floor in cosmetology school, what that time was like, the most clarity I have about those times for me is that it hurt. You know, the pain in my legs, my feet were swollen, my hands were cramping every 10 minutes trying to hold my shears in the right way. And I was so slow, like so slow. So I'm reminded that the ability to stand up all day, to hold and maneuver tools that at the time were really foreign, they all required conditioning for it to become normal. And since we've been from behind the chair for so long, we're going to have to build that level of conditioning back up. So this is just a gentle reminder to give yourself some grace and ease back into your rhythm behind the chair. I would also love to hear more about how and when you're planning on reopening your salon after the shutdown. You can send me a voice message or visit salonfrequency.com and leave a comment on the episode page. And if you learned anything from this episode or were inspired by anything I shared today, please consider leaving a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to join the Vibe, an email newsletter that keeps the conversation going.